Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Listen in, hear me. I may not pass this way again. Hello and welcome to the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast, the podcast about creativity and making a living in the arts. This episode of the podcast features a conversation with TV writer Linda Thompson. I'm on a mission to help you unlock your creativity. I'm sharing my journey as a musician, actor and writer, as well as offering online content like guitar and songwriting tutorials and chat about creativity. I'm doing this because I know how important creativity is for mental health and I believe everyone has a creative spirit. I want to help you find yours. Join me at robertlaymusic.co.uk and on social media as Robert Lane Music. Thank you. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Robert. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good, <laughs> as well as can be in this sort of new reality <laughs> between lockdown and five days of almost freedom at Christmas. We're in that sort of in-betweeny bit. How, is that, how has that kind of thing affected you and work this year? I, I mean, a lot like it has for everybody, but I guess writers are, are sort of in a position where their day-to-day work life maybe hasn't changed quite as much as it has for other people. Well, it, 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 it's sort of my day-to-day work life hasn't changed. I'm very fortunate to be getting work um, at the moment because, you know, quite a few people aren't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my my life really is sitting in my study writing most of the time anyway. Um, but um, it, it's kind of when you haven't got the freedom to sort of wander outside and do, <laughs> you know, and you think, I want to go out, you know, it's... Uh, it is very difficult for people. But as I say, I'm very, very fortunate to be working. Um, so, you know, I, I count my blessings. Yes. And what does the perfect writing day look like? Would it would normally, in normal circumstances, have involved, you know, the trip down to the coffee shop for, for a break or or is there a dog to walk? How do those sort of things fit in? No, fortunately, I love dogs, but I'm, we're living in an apartment and we can't have dogs. It wouldn't be right to have a dog on the top floor anyway. Um, but yeah, it's my day is generally because I'm I work better in the morning. I kind of get up early. I do all my most of my work in the morning, and then um, have a break in the afternoon. You know, and maybe if I've got a stiff deadline, I might go back in the evening. But that's generally it's, I'm a morning writer mostly. Yeah. And is yeah. that something that you've you've come across through experience? So I've I've spoken to some creatives who it's taken them a while to find their sort of optimum method for get the most out of their creativity. Or, or did you arrive at that quite quickly? I arrived at that quite quickly, and I think also because I used to work in an office, I kind of get ready and go to work. You know, like I did when I worked in an office. Mm-hmm. I'm in that kind of, you know. Uh, mindset um but i know um lots of writers like to work at night some, some people are night owls you know that they, they work better at night i think it's just just the way your brain's wired i think but i, I think having been a, an office worker and going to work and sitting in an office is sort of natural to me although the work is now much more interesting than it used to be when i was working in an office Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? The, the approach that, that people have, different approaches, people keeping office hours, you know, and yeah. then there's other people who – I think this is the difference between – being creative for love and for passion. I don't use the word hobby, Ooh. but then compared to when it's your, your day job, another term I don't really like, but you know what I mean. Yes. You, when you have to write something. So in those circumstances when you're writing – perhaps not from a position of having been inspired, but because stuff needs to get written. Is yes. that is that just a matter of sitting there and getting the words down and, and putting the hours in? Yeah, I think um, I find personally that deadlines spur me on, get the adrenaline going. Um, so it's actually quite a good, you know, thing for me to be working in this situation. Um, it is very different to working 
writing for pleasure, well, for pleasure or, you know, for your own creativity, it is mm-hmm. very different because you've got a job to do and you can't afford to have things like writer's block or a bad day or, you know, obviously if you're having a bad day, you can sort of say, well, okay, I'm having a bad morning. I'll, I'll try again later on. You know, you've got that flexibility when you're freelance, but you, you've still got that deadline to work. I, I like that. I like having deadlines. Um, so um, I think, you know, it does help with the creativity, actually. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes that writing to a brief actually helps with that as well. I, I, I know that's some of my own experience as well, that sometimes trying to create from a completely blank canvas when you can do any – it's the worst thing is when someone says you can do whatever you want. Yes, so then I you know. spend, I don't know, 60% <laughs> of the time trying to work out what it is that you want to do. Whereas if someone yeah. says, can you make this for me? You can say, yeah, I can try that. Yes, that's right. Yes, I think having having that sort of um, framework in which to work it is very helpful. Um, and I think sometimes when you have got a free I, – I personally like it. I personally like having been given a sort of – um outline and a sort of um brief mm-hmm. and challenges and i like the problem solving that sometimes goes with working on on drama um i like the sense that it's 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 a sort of collaborative process although the only person really you collaborate with is your script editor you know um but you have to remember that there's a, a whole team of people who have to sort of be are there to interpret your work, and you have you, you have to be aware that that whatever you produce has got to be, you know, interpreted by all those different people. You know, um, actors, uh, the crew, you know, continuity people, um, the people who supply all the sort of props and costumes and all that kind of thing. So clarity is of the utmost importance in, in, in a script. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, I like, I like the challenges of that. Yeah. And what about at the other end of that then, when something that you have, have written is there to be seen on, on screen, how similar or different is that sometimes from how it was in your head when you put it down on paper? <laughs> it, it's, it's surprisingly, it, it's, it's usually okay. You know, um, you, you are allowed, we, we can visit the set if we want to. Um, not at the moment, obviously, because of the restrictions, but I think it's a good thing to do because you get to see how people work, what they're doing with the stuff. But you also realise that actually your job is done mm. um, and it's now in the hands of the people. You know, you're sitting, you're watching it, you're not sort of saying, oh, uh, you know, excuse me one moment, excuse me, that wasn't quite what I had in mind. Can you just do that again? You, you're not part of that. You're, you're sort of there to observe. And I think it does help to see that going on for learning. For learning, It's a learning thing. You know, you, you're watching how things are done and you're also realising that it's actually a big creative process and you've done your bit, you know. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yes, I mean, I think... I think sort of the more sort of vivid you make your characters, the more you're likely to get a an actor who's the right who's right for the part. Because with doctors, it's a it's a combination of um, serial and guest stories. The we writers mm. provide the guest stories, and we're given the sort of outline of the serial that they want to. Um, you know, to put in, yeah. So, unfortunately, we've got some really, really good actors in the in the regular team. You know, they're really a real pleasure to work for, to write for. And then we have the challenge of writing for people we don't know who are going to be cast. And so at creating our own characters, which is great, you know. Um, That's, interesting. Good, good... That's interesting. It's a, a mix of that thing of writing... Um, what I guess might be somebody else's character. And, yes. And you've seen that character and you know that performer and, and you know what that character's about and you can write to their brief, Absolutely. which is one type of exercise compared yeah. to a brand new character, and as you say, with no idea, and often only one episode, I guess, as well. 
So that character. Yes, they're, they're only there for one. Sometimes you get a repeat. You can get a repeat, but they're mostly they're just there for one episode, um, and that's you know that's it. So they, they, their story is told within that episode, um, and I think it's interesting. But I think it's a good, um, you know, because viewers sit down and they're thinking, well, what's you know Valerie or going to be doing today with it about the so and so whatever, but they've got the new story to look at and you know, what's the story today going to be? Mm. So I think it's a, it's a successful combination. It's, you know, it's been going for 20 years, so, um, you know, it must be. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, an yeah. All, actually an awful lot of um, five days a, a week, I think, isn't it, Doctors, when it's... Uh, when it's, when it, yeah, it's amongst its four because of the um, the socially distanced uh, uh, Yes. So that's we a lot of, sort of... Sorry, that's yeah. a lot of stories to tell, actually. It is. A lot of work for directors, you know, um, and a lot of the direct, you know, sometimes they are new, you know, new directors or, you know, and it, it's it's a way in. So the business for a lot of people and it's regular, you know, it's work. Yeah. So that's another good thing about it. Yeah. Well, it's it's a program that keeps popping up in the conversations that I have on this podcast with um, directors and actors. Yeah, and I think writers as well, I and mean, it's that wonderful thing of like it is that where people seem to have have, have started there or, or tried new things there, and it's kind of led on to other things. Which I wondered actually, would you be able to tell us a, a bit about your path to um, to being involved with doctors and the things that you're doing now? Well, yes, it's, it's all very strange, really. I've, I've, just, um, I've always written. I've always been a writer since I was, you know, I mean, I remember when I was in infant school, I used to have these little books. And um, I took my book to written this story about going to the grotto or something. Took it to the teacher and said, "Well, I can't give you a star because you haven't drawn a picture at the bottom." Yeah. And I thought to myself, "Why do I need a picture at the bottom?" <laughs> yeah, I've always, <laughs> I've always sort of been that sort of writer sort of person. Um, and I used to write poetry. Uh, I've started again, actually. I, I do write poetry again. And then I stopped and um, I had a long period of time when I didn't write. And I think part of the problem was, I think sometimes you think you're a poet and you can't possibly write anything else because poetry is the most pure, you know, (laughs) expression, Um, you know. And if I write anything else, I'm kind of letting myself down. I'm letting my art down. But anyway, I got on to... um, short stories, had a bit of success with those. Uh, then I went on to I went on to the John Moore's um, MA course, did that. And then I thought, well, I would like to teach creative writing, you know, because I've had a bit of success in here. So I'll, I'll do a script writing course at the university. Um, I did that. And then I realised that the sort of floodgates started to open. I thought, gosh, I love this. Mm-hmm. I love doing this. You know, and anyway, this competition came up for the BBC. It was BBC Talent. It didn't, they don't do it now, but they had different, um, it was BBC Talent. There were different areas like sitcom, um, actor, and mine was, the one I entered was drama writer. And uh, it was to um, write an episode of Doctors or Casualty. Um and I did doctors, and I won. Um, and it was incredible. And there was a sort of, um, a, it was a, quite a process, actually, because that wasn't the end of the story. We also had to submit a treatment for a series idea. Mm-hmm. And then we had to go for interviews in London. And then we had a um, workshop session with BBC execs. And and then they chose the final three people, which and I was one of them. And there were three, there were three winners. Um, and we did a um, they did a live filming at the Casualty Studio. Um, and oh, I, that before that, I got to work with my first script editor, so I knew how to work. You know, you got the sense of what it was like to work with the script editor, um, and. It was great. And the, the actor, um, Arian Bakari was one of the actors. He's in Dark Materials at the moment. 
um, Natalie Robb was in Emmerdale. And there was, everybody was very young and sort of, you know. Um, and it was a fantastic experience. Um, and it taught me a lot, you know. And of course, from then, I got to do the, get onto the show. Um, and, I've, you know, I've done casualty, etc. But, uh, yeah, well, that's how, that's how I got. And it was a totally unexpected journey. Mm. And I always say to people, because I've done te- some teaching, please don't just sort of think, don't restrict yourself to one aspect of writing, because you just don't know what you can do. If you, if you sort of got preconceived ideas of what, what you can do, sometimes you get surprised. And I was just lucky that I, I managed to sort of find it, you know, um, otherwise, I'd still be sitting here thinking I can't write poetry anymore. What's mm-hmm. happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, that 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 was my journey anyway into it. Yes, there's, I just love it. I mean, yeah. There's several threads I'd be interested to pick up from that. The first thing you, you mentioned with the poetry and that idea yeah. that poetry is pure and the stuff is 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 somehow lesser. It's a really interesting one, isn't it? Like, um, so I'm a musician and a, an actor with particular interest in in comedy really and i'm i'm yeah. aware that there's this this occasional idea and i've spoken to some comedy writers about it and comedy actors there is still an idea that that the proper stuff is 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 drama and, and comedy is a bit because it makes people laugh it's a, it's a bit light and and all that yeah. whereas actually we know that making people laugh is at least as as difficult as doing doing serious things it's incredible I, I don't understand that viewpoint at all i think comedy is should be taken seriously, but that doesn't sound. I mean, of course it's a skill. We've got some brilliant comedy actors on, you know, Sarah Moyle and Ian Midlay on Doctors. Um, and I just think that making people laugh is a skill. And you can write, you could write the most funny lines ever. If the actor can't can't deliver it, um, it's 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 not, you know, it doesn't work. But that, you you're absolutely right. I don't I don't know why people don't take you know why people like that with comedy mm. when they've been saying things about Hugh Grant lately he's been on this um you know undoing with Nicole Kidman yes. saying you know, oh well he only ever used to do comedy before and you think well yes he did but he was good at it <laughs> you know what I mean he was a good sort of Cary Grant sort of you know um comedy actor so what, what why why, why? I don't like people think that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is strange, isn't it? Um, yeah. And with a musical connection, it's 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 that certain types of music is are more worthy. Oh, <laughs> and, exactly. You know, yeah. and also the surprise when people try different things. I, I'm sort of fan of um, the Beatles and Paul McCartney and stuff, and it, and it's this thing that Paul McCartney people will constantly hold up the Frog Chorus as if to disprove Paul McCartney as being a great serious songwriters like well he, he wrote that for a rupert the bear movie <laughs> he, he wasn't he, he's not putting it up as a, a contender against here there and everywhere or whatever you know it's it's he's a writer and he does different things it's it's almost it, i think it comes back to that thing of people like to put things in boxes don't they to some degree you know that that is a drama that is a comedy that person does this and it's interesting how we fall into the trap sometimes of doing that to ourselves as you've mentioned with the whole poetry thing it's like well i do this i, I couldn't possibly try that the yeah, other one that I've, I've noticed really talking to people is how often you end up back at the thing that first inspired you Yes. So you spend some time sort of getting a little bit sophisticated and trying to move away from your influences because you don't want them pointed out to people. But then yeah. after a while, it's like, but that's what got me interested. So, so actually, you kind of run <laughs> towards it again. It's strange, isn't it, how we go through these different... I know. Well, I recently met a guy. Um, I went to see the poet laureate Simon Armitage reading mm. in Birkenhead. And uh, I met a guy there who I, I used to go to his poetry meetings years ago. And so I thought, oh, he said, why don't you come, you know, we're doing this sort of um, thing about, you know, um, or the like these anthologies they used to produce and you were in them. Let's come, you know, let's go. And from then on, I've started, you know, I have started writing a bit of poetry again. But, uh, yeah, I think going back to what we were saying, I think the – one of the things that people have a problem with is people getting paid to do <laughs> to be writers and to be creative. And you think, well, why the hell, why not? 
Mm. You know, why is that? Why is it sort of suddenly good to sort of be sitting, you know, um, not earning anything and suffering for your art when you're, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to make sacrifices for your art and to do it. But I think some of us are able to, you know, earn money. And I don't have to apologise to people, you know, for doing that. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, in back in Victorian times, there were loads of wonderful women writers who started to write to earn money, mm. you know, and their work's still, like Mrs Gaskell, people like that, their work's still current and, and still enjoyed and admired, you know, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, there's absolutely the Brontes, you know, um, nothing wrong with it at all. Mm. And uh, I, I sometimes I feel as if I'm trying to sort of <laughs> reassure myself that it's not, but you know, I, I'm not, it, it's just, I don't have any guilt about it whatsoever. I think it's, I'm a professional, I'm at, this is my, and it's my trade as well, you know. So that's how I look at it, mm. you know. Definitely. And I, I yeah. guess that sort of fits in with something else I was wondering about as well. When you entered the BBC competition, were, yeah. you, were you in the office still at that point with the, again, that terrible phrase, day job? So was writing something you were doing? Yes, I was in the office. Yes, I was in the office. And um, I, yes, and I, I was a complete newbie at, at script writing. Um, yes, I was in the office. I'd just been, I'd been doing the MA in the, in, you know, in the evening and uh, just, yeah. And I, it was amazing because I was, I, I got the phone call. It was weird. I got the phone call to say I was in the showcase. And then a few days later, it was 9-11 happened. And I was thinking, oh God, what's going on? You know, what's it? And it's like, oh, and then, you know. It, it was very strange. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I'm so, it was so exciting, absolutely exciting. But, of course, I got that, the script, that the story that I did was sort of done at the showcase. And then it was sort of picked up for the series. But then I had to pitch more stories. I wasn't home and dry. Right. I had to pick stories that were going to go, be accepted as, you know, I couldn't say, well, you're a doctor's writer now, you can, you know, I had mm. to actually pitch storylines to them to keep myself in the frame. So it was quite quite difficult, but it was, you know, I, I did make it. So, yeah, mm. and, I, and, you know, yes. But, uh, so and I, I like it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm yes, interested then when you entered the competition, was it, um, I'm, you know, I am ambitious to become a writer, professional writer. So I am going to do these things and one of them is going to get me there. Or was it, Oh, this looks interesting. I'll enter and see what happens. It was originally, I went on, I, I did the two courses, the MA and the script writing because I wanted to teach. The, uh, and I thought, what, what what I could do with is reducing the day hours in the day job and doing some evening teaching, you know. So, you know, so I can combine the two things. So I hadn't really thought about it. But then when this competition came up, I thought, well, do you know what? I love this. I would love to do this, you know. So I had to go. Um, I just had to go. And I was very fortunate to be to be chosen. Yeah, yeah. So had it not been for the competition, if you hadn't entered or if you hadn't as gotten as far as you did, what do you think might have happened? Would you have carried on writing? Obviously, you'd have carried on writing, but would you have found other avenues to try and get to the to the BBC or to whoever? Would it have been entering other competitions and opportunities? Or, or... I probably, I probably would. Yes. It's difficult to say because this is the way it's happened. Um, yeah, but yes, I probably would because I think that I realised I loved it so much mm. because I think there's nothing, very little more exciting than when you have um, your characters start to talk to each other, at, you know, when you script and you've got that chemistry going and you're, getting, you're starting to get inside your characters 
and knowing how they speak and you know how they communicate with each other it's it's incredible it's an incredible thing and um that's what i love about it you know and i love what uh, yeah i love writing for our regulars because they have you know voice that you know what their voices are mm. and you can give them some you know good jokes or or whatever or good drama you know um so but i think that sort of that sort of buzz that you get and i think people tend to think if you're writing for you know soaps or continuing drama that doesn't happen it does you know it does happen and what also happens is that writers get very very attached writers are always very attached to the work and quite emotionally involved in what they're doing <laughs> and um in normal circumstances when you're writing anything else you kind of write it and you put it away for a mm. week or so. That's what I used to do because that gives you time to cool off and you can be a bit more objective about what you've written and you can look at it and say, actually, you know what? That bit doesn't fit. It doesn't, it might be beautifully written, but it doesn't work within. Yeah. In this process, you have a script editor who does that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got time to sort of put it away. But the trouble is, it's not you doing it. So, you have to be prepared to have your work criticised, and um, ask you. You have to, you're asked to sort of change things, mm. and you have to get used to that. Does that require a certain um, a certain detachment compared to something that might be more? Uh, Terrible is another phrase I hate now. A passion project. If you're writing something <laughs> that's going to be your, you know, your your baby or whatever. If you're writing for somebody else's brief, somebody else's show, it needs you to are, be you're actually, You have to get in your head that you are actually part of a team. Mm -hmm. This isn't about you. It's about a team, mm -hmm. and so you are writing this for other people to interpret. You know. And it's not all about you. So they are coming on saying what they think is the best way forward with the script in order to make the episode work for the team. And that's what you have to sort of try and get in your head. And we are, we, we, we do get sort of branded as being a bit emotional, I think, basically because we are, you know. <laughs> but if we didn't care so much, then we probably wouldn't be as good as what we do. So would we. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's, 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 you have to get used to it. When I used to teach, I always think that teaching, people say, oh, you don't need to teach creative writing. I think you do with scripts, with script writing. And when I used to take the course, I, the one thing that was most important was for people to get in a group and read one another's work and be able to criticize, you know, because you have to get used to that. Mm. Because in the world of script writing, you have got to show your work to somebody, you know, you've got to share it. And you also need um, help with structure, with script writing. I mean, there are lots of excellent books, um, you know, John York, um, you know, at the book Into the Woods, um, which are really, really good. But I think being in a group and and actually communicating with, pe with people around the table is excellent work. And I would suggest, you know, I, I would recommend, as long as you've got a good teacher who knows what they're doing, then I would sort of recommend that people do that and just get that, just get that, you know, confidence of sharing your work with other people and, you know, swapping ideas, writers together, swapping ideas is great. Mm a great thing you know to do i'm sorry to interrupt the conversation at this point but i wondered if i could ask you if you might possibly consider subscribing to the podcast rating it and writing a review on your favorite podcast provider doing these wonderful things encourages the all-powerful algorithms to push the podcast to new people it's also helpful when i'm talking to potential future guests as it shows the people are listening thank you And I guess it's like anything, isn't it? There's there's a there's an ability and a, a natural voice, which is one thing, but then there's technique. And with anything that you 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 want to do, you need to get better at it. And technique come from teaching. It can also just come from doing and and talking to other people who do it. And I think there's a real yeah. danger for creatives, isn't there, to either sort of we, we fall into this idea of the genius who's just ready to go straight away. Oh, absolutely, yes. 
which, you know, <laughs> or the other side of it is the very experienced person who has nothing left to learn. And I, from what I've observed, and I wouldn't put myself in either of those categories, but from what I've observed of other people, um, both of those are quite dangerous, really. And it should, it should be that you're <laughs> yeah. always learning and always developing because because you'll change and the stuff that you make changes as well. That's right. Absolutely. I think I think that's that there's that I de- I don't need teaching. I know I know better. I think one of the things with scripts is there's two difficult, very difficult things with scripts. Um I should probably interrelate well, everything in a script interrelates really, but telling a character's backstory, getting to know a character without telling their absolute backstory from the day they were born to the yes. <laughs> and timing. Timing is the other thing. Because when you write a script, you are, especially if you're writing for a show that is, you know, like Doctors of Casualty, which is running to a certain length of time, then you have to know, be able to time it. You know, you have to be able to time and all the elements of it. But, you know, when you start, you know, you always get this sort of, your first 10 pages of the script is, you know, family at breakfast. What did you say your name was, son? Oh, yes, Brian. Yeah, yes, and I'm doing a course in such and such. You know what I mean? And, and trying to get all that information. And really, um, when I used to teach, I used to say to people, I used to give them an exercise, and I used to say, don't, don't get yourself arrested, but <laughs> just observe someone in the street or on a train and just make a few mental notes about what you think they are, where, they, where they've come from, uh, anything you observe about the way they move or whatever. And I think because that's what you get with a script. I mean, you, you're you not going to get a big screen about people. The first, the, your first sight of a character is, is you start to build impressions. And you do that anyway. You do that in life when, you, when you're looking at a stranger. So I think, you know, that they're the things that are difficult and they're the things that need to be talked about and, mm. you know, sorted yeah and in a very visual medium what a stupid thing to say a very visual medium in a visual medium (laughs) like that same thing you know if you're creating a script you're you're thinking about what people are going to see yeah so how much is your of your character and your story are you able to to communicate with a written word knowing it will be a visual thing rather than having to say it what's what's the technique there um I think, I, I don't know, I think, because a script, you know, you've got your um, scene directions as well as your, as your dialogue. So you've got in the scene directions, you're giving directions about what people are wearing, what they're sort of, you know, what, what's happening in the, in the scene, what the room's like, uh, whether they're in the street or there's a car coming or, you know what I mean? So it's all, I think sometimes um, you can write, a writer can write a script, a whole scene without dialogue, because they're, going, they're writing scene direction. And you're writing with, in mind, what the director um, is going to make of, of it, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the whole thing about scripts is being able to put, because you, before you get your audience, you've got your team first and so you're having to give pictures to the team you know in the head of the team so that they know how to interpret it for the viewers so when you think about it it's a bit it's a great achievement <laughs> if what you get in your script goes through the team mm-hmm. and comes out the other end more or less what you want it you know what you what you thought about you also, you know, giving the director some ideas as to how they want, you know, you want it. And the director might have ideas of his or her own about what they want to do, but that's great because that means that they're, they're working with it and that they're, you know, they're, they're in, in, interpreting it. So that's, that's great. But you've got a load of people to get through mm. before, you know, before you get to your, to your viewer. And they're the ones who bring that off the page and what you're doing with a script is you're, you're writing, trying to write what you want to see on the screen in whatever be- best way you can. So that, because um, unfortunately, in, on continuing drama, we very rarely get to speak to directors. So mm. we have to do it. We have to do, 
do it via other people. But I think if you can, if everybody is sort of feeling inspired and, oh, yes, this is great, you know, let's do this, let's do that. I think that's that's your job, mm-hmm. you know, to get that ball rolling, really. Yeah. And how do you approach the balance between realism and believability and an engaging story? Do you, do you, do you see what I mean? Like something like Doctors and Continuing Drama needs to be rooted in well, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I would imagine it needs to be rooted in reality and the real world and believability whilst also telling interesting stories. So how does that yeah. balance work? Well, I think the doctors does experiment with, with you know, we've done, they've done these sort of Christmas Carol uh, <laughs> and Jane Austen, you know, so, and I think writers are encouraged to um, experiment. That's that's a really good point, actually. For me, it, doctors does do that. There was an episode I caught where somebody felt they were seeing Joe Pasquale everywhere. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's yes. quite surreal. And it, it's yes. sort of like that's great actually. And you kind of yeah. and I guess you're back to that sort of um people trying things, perhaps fairly early in their careers sometimes as well, directors and whatever and and, and producers. And it's it's really interesting to have that ability to do that. I guess that partly comes from the fact that it is on four or five days a week and you have you have space to do that. And 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 I think it's just nice to, to be given the opportunity to try stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, I got a brief. Uh, I mean, it wasn't my idea, but for a cat's funeral, um, <laughs> Valerie, the receptionist, who's a you know she's a very funny, played by Sarah Moyle, and we her cat died, and I was thinking. But my first thing was, oh right, you know, a cat. And we had um, we had Sarah in it and Ian Middlane. Both both actors have won comedy awards. Um, but then you think to yourself, hang on, no, because uh, yes, it's got to be funny, but it's also got to be very sad because loads of you know it's not funny, is it, when you lose your your cat or your dog? You know, um, so that was a different. That was quite a bizarre episode, but it was a different. It was it was a challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was you know. It was a difficult balance, but I think we pulled it off, um, you know. So, uh, yeah, and I think, going back to your question, I think the most important thing to me um, is to get characters that are believable and nuanced and characters that actors will like to play. Um, And I think that's... That's basically it. I mean, I think, and storylines, obviously, which are current, you know, I think that's the key, really. I think sometimes you are perhaps sometimes repeating stories that have been done before, but you're doing them from a different angle with different characters. And so it makes it, it's the character that brings their own, um, you know, how they deal with it and the situation is different. I do, I mean, I find summarising up about, the grieving process, and there's so many elements of grief. And I've written a lot about carers because I think, you know, that is, they're these great, you know, people who are undervalued a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and sometimes I base stories on, on um, life. And uh, mm. I did one, <laughs> who's great, um, Nikki, the lovely actress called Nikki Goldie, played a part where my mother. I'll go to the beginning. My mother, um, my niece was six years old, and they were playing makeup, and um, she'd done in my mum's face and hmm. little, you know, lipstick hmm. up her nose and stuff. And then the, the family went home, and my mother realised that she got the shop down the road had saved her a leg of lamb from there. <laughs> so she ran down the road with all this makeup on and, and, and sort of like all the gear and got the leg of lamb. And, of course, I thought that's a good idea. But, of course, in real life, this is the difference between real life and drama. In real life, nobody says anything. <laughs> nobody says, uh, <laughs> you know, um, do you know? Have you looked in the mirror today? You know what I mean? Is everything all right? <laughs> no. Yes, is everything all right? Yeah, but in drama, it's different. And so in this drama, she 
it was sort of people assumed that she was some sort of alcoholic or something. She went into the shop and, and it all went on from there. And so I think you sort of turn, you turn, you sometimes you're turning stories that you know into drama, but they can't play the same as they do in real life because it's not, you know, drama, you have to turn the heat up a bit and, and get being a bit of conflict in and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. You mentioned yeah. when you when you'd won the competition, you weren't home and dry. It was still a matter of pitching and you know all that the hustle, which is an interesting thing that keeps coming up when I'm talking to all kinds of creative people. That wherever you are, it seems for most, it's still a matter of of hustling and um, reminding yeah. people that you're still there, all that kind of stuff. Is, yeah. is that the case now? So are you in a position where you'll pitch, as you've just mentioned, ideas for stories, or is it responding to other people's ideas or a, a bit of a mix? I pitch stories, but I, I'm I'm a contract writer, so I I can I'm able to pitch to serial. So I'm I'm able to sort of we used to do that on Casualty actually. They they give you they'd say we want you to do episode forty five or whatever, and they give you the serial, and you come up with storylines to to blend you know or, yeah. or um with the serial with Casualty it was used to used to be when I was writing for it anyway it used to have about three different storylines. It was quite a difficult show to write, and um, it with doctors. It's it's or sometimes used too, but um, yeah. So I I, I pitch this too because I I find that the adrenaline kicks in when I'm under a bit of pressure. Um, but I do also do it the other way and, and submit you know written stories. But I still have to pitch. I still have to sort of pitch, you know, and, and keep you know keep myself there. Yes. Yeah, and on, this might be a bit of a, a, a dim question, but on your kind of um, bio, I noticed that you you described as a call writer for doctors, and I just yeah. wondered what that actually means. <laughs> it's a, it's a contract. We we get contracted for you know a number of episodes at, the t- at a time, rather okay. than doing individual one. We sign a contract, and where we can um, you know for for so many episodes. Yeah, great. I agree. But sometimes we do. Yeah, sometimes we can do sort of um, a serial-only episode or we can do um, uh, a standalone story of the day with no serial, you know, depending on what's what's available. Yeah. Mm. And during all of that then, are you are you writing for other projects? Are you working on projects um, yeah. you, for yourself am, that I'm you want to on... develop as well? Yes, yes, I am. I would like to do some uh, some radio, you know, some, um, yes, and I, I'm writing poetry, you know, I mean, nothing probably will ever happen to it, but, you know, it's uh, it, it's there, and I had a sense of achievement being able to do it, <laughs> you know, after all this time, so, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Linda. That's been really interesting. I feel like I've learned a lot about the, the process and stuff there. Oh, a question I like to ask writers, actually, because... Um, had David Quantic on the podcast, and I just sort of breezily said, "What percentage of stuff do you write that's never seen the light of day?" And he said about ninety. Oh <laughs> but, yes, I love. Oh to- my god, what? So I just sort of wondered: is is do you recognise that? I guess maybe it's different if you're if you're writing for a brief or particular thing. But in general, of the things that you've written, is there a big percentage well, that hasn't gone? We've anywhere? all got these wonderful scripts and stories, st- series ideas and mm. things and have been slaving away on and don't get picked up you know um a lot of it is to do with well perhaps not they're not good enough or they don't fit with what people want at the moment um but it's part of a writer's life uh and that, that's the hard part really that you know you, you you don't you're writing things that don't get I mean, it's always been the way, though. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, you write stories that don't get published because the person you're sending them to doesn't, either doesn't rate that, might not rate them or doesn't have a slot for them or it's not the right time to do it or, you know, that kind of thing. So I think there's yeah. so much in, in, in creative life that's really out of our control, isn't it? We, we can control doing a thing and, and making a thing in our own bit. But yeah. so much of the rest of it is in someone else's hands. And, and I've struggled with it in various ways over the years with both music mm. and, and acting that 
you know, you can make something as great as you can or you can have an ability. But if, as you mentioned, if there's not a slot for it or if it doesn't land quite right with the right person, then then that's that. What's the What would be your advice on dealing with that? I guess just keep going anyway. You just have to keep going. I think the most well, one of the most important things you have to deal with is rejection. Because mm. um, rejection is very personal. It's very personal. And if you feel like your baby has been rejected, you know, it, it, because you, t- you put so much into it and to get rejected is hard. And I would say to people, look, if you know, keep going. But if it's getting too much for you and you're not enjoying it, then do something else. Because if you can't handle it, um, don't handle it, you know. Um, and I know that's hard, but I, I think most people, I would say, listen, when it comes on your doorstep, flops under your mat with the rejection or you get the email or don't get anything, just think, right, start thinking, okay, where am I going to send it next? What am I going to do next? Just keep it going because that's the way it is and it's hard and there's nothing you can do about it, um, you know, <laughs> because, you know, it's it's a writer's life. Mm. Yeah, basically. Do, you, do you sign up to the idea that, that, that <laughs> it's more of a business thing, this, I guess, but you, you should seek rejections because the more rejections you get, the closer you'll get into the acceptance. Do you, do you see what I, I mean? Don't, yeah, I, I don't know whether I would actively seek rejections. Um, I just they just happen naturally. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find you. <laughs> they find me. They find me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that it's just something you have to deal with, basically. Mm. I mean, you can always always make your own stuff. I mean, my nephew uh, Richard Weston, he's an actor. He's making his own films. He's done really well, but he's had a you know. It, <laughs> Making an independent film is really hard, tough. Getting the money together, you know, paying the actors, which he does, and you know, I mean, that's the other way. He writes as well. He writes the scripts, and and, and just it's just making yourself, making it yourself, having that determination is another way, you know, forward. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's. You know, I, I haven't got I haven't got the courage that really. I'm 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 kind of you know I just enjoy what I'm doing, and so I just carry on as long as I can. Really, mm. yeah. I think there's a lot in that, isn't there? It's the fact that if you're in, if you love it and you, you know, enjoy it, but also driven that you need to do it, then you'll do it. Whatever everybody else thinks of it, I suppose at, at some level, and that's that's how it goes, isn't it? And if you're getting success for things, or if other people like it as well, that's great. But you're still doing it anyway. You're doing it anyway because you you have to. Um, it's just part of it. Is is, is it some kind of I don't know uh, masochism? I don't know, but um, you know, it's you. It, it, it's it's just the way it is, and I think. Um, a writer's life, as I say, yeah, it's hard, but it's if you get any sort of sort of appreciation or success, and somebody just loves what you're doing, then that's worth it, you know. Um, but uh, you know, it as I say, don't don't really get yourself into sort of trouble mentally or because you're getting rejected all the time because it's not worth it, you know. Um, but it is, it is. if you can, just keep going and riding through and saying, well, okay, that person doesn't like it. Also, you know, it's all, it's all, a lot of it's about who you know and, and how, how well you network, you know, with people. If you, if you're a good networker and you meet people, then, you're more likely to meet people who are going to appreciate your work and you know who to send it to. I'm hopeless at networking. I, I, I'm the first to admit I'm quite a shy person, really. And I'm, my, my idea of a good day is sitting in my study writing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not the best um, at, 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 at that kind of stuff. I always end up saying the wrong things, <laughs> um, you know. So 
um, even though you know I am quite a discreet person, and I end up, you know, you, you know, you do something and you call somebody, someone by the wrong name, oh, honestly, yeah. and it's coming out of, and you, your brain saying no, 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 and it's coming out of your mouth anyway, you know. Um, so yeah, do you know that's been an interesting thing with podcasting? I've been doing this about a year, and there'll be mm. points in the conversations where I think that was a stupid question like you're gonna in my internal monologue as i'm talking i'm thinking you've made yourself look a right fool there and then you listen back to it and you go actually i've come across all right there but you you <laughs> never know so then that sort of tends to have in have in, if i was out in the real world having real life conversations i'm not that much obviously because it's 2020 but when you yeah. are in those situations you know you're at a party and you your head says what have you just said there i can hopefully now think well maybe that wasn't maybe that's come across all right actually perhaps if i'd recorded this conversation i'd <laughs> yes. be quite surprised yeah. by the, the the way that went so that's been quite yeah. useful actually for me i think just that recording conversations that you have with people it's weird yeah yeah yeah. Mm, it's interesting. Um, okay, Linda, thank you so much. That's been really, really interesting. Um, if people want to keep up with you and the projects that you're working on, we connected initially on, on Twitter. I don't know if you know your Twitter handle off the top of your head, do you? Um, at Linda Tom Miller. <laughs> Two different names. T Tom Miller. T Double T H O Capital M I Double L E R. That's because I used to be known as Linda Thompson as a writer. Well, I'm still known as Linda Thompson as a writer and Linda Miller as a teacher. Ah. So, um, yeah, so Linda Great. Tom Miller. And obviously yeah. people will, will tune into Doctors and um, potentially see your, um, your writing and your stories there as well. Thank you, Linda. Yes, thank you, Robert. That's been very great. That's been lovely. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Join us next time on the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast. Until then, please subscribe, rate and review and have a look at robertlanemusic.co.uk to see the other projects I'm working on. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.